Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matthew O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Gareth Price. I actually knew a Gareth once. And he instantly became my like mortal enemy, enemy or nemesis, nemesis. Yes, both of them. Look at me correcting people on how to say words. <laughs> Look at me. It's a brand new day. It yeah. is. Yeah. Didn't like the guy. I'm gonna start saying running. <laughs> no, you're not. That's so no, hard. You're no, you're not. You're not. Running. Let's, let's not get crazy. Is here. that the correct running? <laughs> I mean, yeah, with kind less of. emphasis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to say it like a valley girl. Running. Calm down, running. Jared. Jesus. Yeah. Emphasis uh, on the wrong syllable. Syllable. <laughs> I blame my surroundings syllable. mostly for that uh, in my brain. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we all speak our own ways. Yeah. We do. This is how I speak. I apologize to nobody. We're back with another show. <laughs> Today's show, we're talking over the next two episodes. Actually, this show, the Nerd Herd Show, and next week, next we're going to be talking yeah. top 10 running backs, quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends. So for Dynasty. For di- of course, this is Dynasty. Not nice. contender, not redraft. Dynasty Just only. Sure we know. Um, kind of see where the market lays right here in February, early March. Uh, so we're going to get into this. Look at, we each put down our top 10 guys. Ooh. Then we're going to look at those top 10. We'll give you each of our top 10 in order, how we have them. And then we have a composite here of where they are. And we're going to kind of go through that and see where we stand. Before we do that, there's no better... Way to kick off 2-22-22 on a Tuesday than a huge all-22 update to the film room. Wow, look at you. So at that. we updated the film room again today. We have about 800 videos in that film room right now. 800 videos. We still have so much more to upload, too. We do. In the film room of the incoming 2022 <laughs> rookie class. And listen, you need all this tape because... As I've been dying this, the, as, as I've been diving into this tape, this class is getting a lot more mediocre than I want it to be. You know, like yes. I tweeted out today, I was like, "Hey, if you can move your t- first, like anywhere from one four on for like a 23 first, like I would recommend doing that. Like this class has a lot of upside. Again, anything can change. Everybody can break out and become a stud player. But sure. the way it's kind of looking is like this class is seems like it has a lot of good like running back two upside, wide receiver two upside, not Correct. that home run threat, Justin Jefferson." Uh, Jamar Chase. Now, Traylon Burks is a fine player. Drake London's a fine player. Um, but even like my other my top guys are Jamison Williams, Drake London, uh, Garrett Wilson. Those guys like they have a little bit of flaw there. Now, either of those guys became great, it wouldn't shock me. And sure. I'm not done digging in, but like you know, hey, 23 first seems like a little bit uh, a little sexier this moment. So right now, if you want to get in that film room with 800 videos that will literally last you from now until March, even though the games are only five minutes, 800 times five minutes—that's a lot of minutes. Was that 40,000 minutes? A lot of minutes. You had you're, that was strong math. Yeah, 40,000 divided by what? 24 or 60? 40,000 divided by 60. I don't know 60. what you're trying to do, so I can't tell you. Well, there's 60 <laughs> minutes in an hour. Okay, gotcha. There's 40,000 minutes. This reminds me of the, the gotcha. scene six, in The Office six, when he's like, six. well, wait, how many is there an hour? He's like, how is that going to help you? He's like, well, I'll count to it, and then I'll divide. <laughs> so there's 666 hours in there for all you Satan lovers out there. Um, Whoa. Yeah, 666, son. Great. 40,000 divided by 60. Yeah, so that's 666 hours divided by 24. <laughs> Come on. Too Come much. On, you got a calculator? Yeah, How's that too much? <laughs> I was doing my head in that time. 27. He's pointed at me. Man. 27 days. 27 days. If you sat there and watched our film room for 27 <laughs> days straight, you could watch all this film. Hey, you got enough time right before draft. Just enough time to get it in there. So there you go. This is the last week. To you. We've been running it all for the last month and a half. The promo code winter for only our podcast listeners. You get 15% off. If you just want to join the nerd herd only and get the film room. Uh, plus you get the bonus podcast, and everything, which I really recommend because as we start to break down these rookies, we break them down to halves, one for the free show, one for the paid show. And I see it all the time every year. Like, Oh, you only cover half the rookies. It's like, well, you know, we got bills to pay for, for you. We only cover yeah, half. For the nerd. For, so for literally the price of a cup of coffee, if you just want to subscribe for the next say three months here to get ready for your rookie draft, you get the film room. You'll get all our rookie breakdowns. If, if you have any curiosity, go on Spotify and all our old shows are free. Look at our old rookie breakdowns and see how well we have done. Yep. Uh, where the rest of the Dynasty community, community is going left, we go right a lot of times. And not to pat ourselves on the back, which I do way too often, um, I would put our rookie breakdowns and our rookie analysis 
against anybody in the business. And that's that's anybody out there who's doing mock drafts or anything. We've had a very uh, high success out, success out there breaking down these rookies. So you can get all that information to dominate your rookie draft right now. 15% off. Use that promo code WINTER. This is the last week you can use it. If you don't use it this week, Jared, when's the exp- expiration date? Like 3-1, 3-2? 3-2. I was going to say 228, and then I made it 3-2 just to give you guys a little extra buffer. So it's yeah. on the next pot. Yeah. Yeah, so if you want to be a little buff, nerd, get in nerd. there. 3-2. Uh, we, we have put ourselves up against the industry on our rookie takes. That's I mean, true. the nerd score, it did better than uh, actual draft capital, so you get yep. access to that. Yeah, take that, NFL GMs. Yeah. And then Smart I was in a GMs. contest. I scored first in like, with J.J. Zacharyson, Mike Clay. Came in, oh, they I came play, first. You came first. No, yeah. Mike, uh, J.J. came in third. Yeah, correct. Jared was, came in number one out of all those guys. Numero uno. So if you want to be number one, too. That's right. Listen not to number us. two. Listen to me. Uh, and these guys, of course. I and mean, other people. Matt's a wide receiver wizard. Uh, I'm pretty good at nailing these running backs. Garrett's okay at some stuff. Um, and Jen, Jared, you're, you're the running one. back whisperer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Besides Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I've had a besides pretty, besides the RB one right now. Yeah, I have. I've had pretty good success. Matt, how many Justin Jefferson shares do you have? All of them. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he does have all. That's why I can't get any. He's <laughs> got all the AJ Brown shares. Any of them? Yeah. Uh, so promo code Winter. Get on that again for the price of a cup of coffee. If you do the next three months, you're literally paying what, like twelve bucks, fourteen bucks for it's cheap. Uh, literally, uh, like all the rookie information you'll need anywhere else. This is where you're going to find it. Promo code WINTER. So, now, forget the rookies. Let's just look at the Dynasty landscape. You know, it's yeah. February. Dynasty leagues. We need some things to conversate about here. And what's better than kind of getting a good feel of the top 10 guys? Because if you have some of these guys, your team's in good shape. And maybe you're on the fence about who to target who not to target. So let's kick it off first individually and see where we stand with our top 10. I, me, myself, and I will go first. That's what I do. <clears throat> number one, Proceed. Jonathan Taylor, because he was obviously my number one, one coming out that rookie year. Yeah. Um, a, lot of people, a lot of people <laughs> were pounding the table for Clyde over Zolaire thinking he was going to be the next Brian Westbrook and how many receptions he would have and dominate the league. And I was like, whoa, whoa, guys, Easy. Jonathan Taylor's clearly coming to Wisconsin. He could catch the football. Uh, the one, one. So he's still my one, one here. It's like my one, one overall amongst all running backs. Right. Right. Number two, I still have Christian McCaffrey. It's Christian McCaffrey. He averages 30 points per game. Uh, he's only 25. Got to keep him on there. DeAndre Swift at number three. I have Najee Harris at number four. Javante Williams at number five. Dalvin Cook at six. Alvin Kamara at seven. Austin Eckler at eight. Saquon Barkley at nine. And Nicholas Jamal Chubb at number 10. Matt, please let our viewers and listeners hear your golden top 10. Oh, my top 10. All right. I wasn't sure if Garrett was going next or me. But I'll, 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 all right. right. I got Jonathan Taylor number one as well. well. Copycat. Well. Straight off the rip, you know. Um, coming coming out, I was also had him on top. Emulate right? the ones you love, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, Oh, thanks, guys. And then DeAndre. <laughs> we love you, man. And then, number two, Swift. Number three, CMC, for obvious reasons. Number four, I did have Saquon Barkley. I guess you guys do not believe in the hype as much as I do. Well, I guess we'll be talking about that. We will will. definitely be talking about that. (laughs) And then Harris, number five, Javante Williams, six. Whoa. Whoa. You're out of the truther club, Matt. I'm out? You're not. You don't even have him in your top five. He's just knocking on the door there. You're you're, you're in the Met or club. The Met or? Met. I have him at five. I have him higher than Matt. Look, he's a truther. Top five. Well, I guess all, after after all the <laughs> dust is after all the dust is settled, here I am down at the bottom with him, Kamara. Uh, um, hey, and he has Harris above Javante too. Look at that. Look at that. Sorry, no. we're, we're, let's talk about this after he gets his time. Yeah, you, I know. We, we got to let him keep talking. You are consistently interrupted. This show. So rude. So number seven, um, Alvin Kamara. Me. Number eight, Dalvin Cook. You guys are pissing me off. Nick Nick Chubb at nine, and and Austin Eckler at ten. I hope everybody got that. If they don't, I guess rewind it. Yeah, that's, that back. that's one of the great. That's one of the great things about podcast. Thirty seconds. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. One and done. Yep. Yes, you're idiots. Of course, we're idiots. <laughs> Garrett, you're up, man. All right. Uh, I also am copying these guys that have wrong. Loved no, Jonathan that's Taylor a wrong forever. answer. Nope. Emulate the ones you love. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Taylor one. I have Javante. Javante two. All the way up. At number two. What are you high on? You know what the interesting thing is? I had him lower, and then I just recently did a startup. 
And I was like, nope, Javante over these guys. But then actually I traded back. So I actually didn't even take Javante. But if I was picking there, I would have. You would have taken Javante? Yeah. But that's, then, then I traded back and got a really good receiver. That's a cr- that's a true testament. When pe- I love it when people have rankings, you know, or something along those lines. And like you're in a startup and you're like, Oh man, I really want this guy. Yep, yep, like, like I really like Jamal. I mean Jamal. <laughs> Jamal Williams. <laughs> Javante Williams. <laughs> but I feel like you love him as much as I love Mike Williams. And like Maybe. you're like that far out on that list. I might be. I might be. Yeah, this one. Uh, he was the RB three to go off the board in that draft for the record, too. So Okay. Well, just saying. I'm yeah. just saying. Okay. All right. I have DeAndre Swift at three. I have CMC at four. Uh, this is the other uh, interesting one that apparently is pretty spicy. I have J.K. Dobbins all the way up. How five. dare you? J.K. Dobbins. He wasn't even my buy. He was Rich's buy, but didn't make it in his top 10. I don't know. I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> Najee Harris at six. Joe Mixon at seven. Nick Chubb at eight. Austin Eckler at nine. And Saquon Barkley at 10. Whew. It's a lot of the same names. Some of them, some of them are different, obviously, and, and definitely... I think we're all kind of all over the board as far as where they fall in the top 10, right? Right. I, I think the, the top three are fairly similar. We all have Jonathan Taylor at one. We all have Swift either at two or three. Uh, and all of us have CMC in the top four. Uh, so I think we can pretty safely say like those are our consensus top three. After that is really where it gets wild. And, and I don't think that's just us. I think for the community as a whole, really at that point, things just kind of go out the window and they're they're all over the place. So it's going to be interesting discussing these players and why we've ranked some higher than, than the other people on the panel here. Yeah, so we have a composite here of an average score of the guys we have in order here. You want to read off that list here? If you yep. took our top 10 and you averaged them out, it gets us to a top 12. Yep. Garrett, give us a top 12. All right, so Jonathan Taylor at one, DeAndre Swift at two, CMC at three. We have Javante Williams at four, Najee Harris at five, Saquon Barkley at six. Tied for seventh, uh, we have Cook and Kamara. And then tied for ninth, we have Eckler and Dobbins. And then Chubb and Mixon are just on the outside looking in. Now, the way I did the averages here, I just gave an 11 for anybody that wasn't uh, in our top 10. So that might skew it slightly, but uh, that gives you pretty close to, to basically our top 12 there. Yeah, I think this is pretty fair. You know what I mean, I mean, a lot of this, I love when people too be like, oh, you have this person here and here. I mean, for the grand scheme of things in Dynasty, when you definitely look at rankings or startups, like you're looking at tiers, right? Like, right. Are these guys in tears? Like you have Dobbins at six. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like I w- if somebody took Dobbins there where you have him ahead of Najee Harris or, or any of those guys you have ahead of. I would not throw a fit whatsoever. I'm like, oh, OK, you I, I believe in Dobbins. I think right. he has the potential to reach that height. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a guy, Josh Jacobs, that wasn't even mentioned that could surpass probably. Sure. 50% of these guys this year, who's also only 25 years. So Antonio Gibson's not on the list, which is another, you know, somebody, yep. there's some people listening right now going, how is Antonio Gibson not on your list? He's my running back six. How is, how Can't. is Derrick Henry, the King not in there? Well, he's 29 years old yeah. and he's coming mm-hmm. off, uh, you know, an injury. So I was Cam Akers. Some people would say, sure. Not on this. List. I, oh, I put out a tweet. I was like, these are all the, before the you show. Just, you were just asking for violence. I know I am. <laughs> I, woke, I, I was like, before I go on the show, I gotta let people know where I stand. I was like, <laughs> I have the fallen running backs listed. These are the fallen running backs I have ranked higher than Cam Akers. And I went on and listed 23 running backs. Did you run out of characters <laughs> in the tweet? Did you have to do a second page? No, and there's some that, and like there's some that are even really close. Like Kareem Hunt and Cam Akers are like really close for me. You know what I mean? I oh, almost wow. want, and I almost want to put Hunt there. And the, well the biggest uh now I have Clyde Orzelaire right in front of Akers. So like okay. right in front of him. And my biggest feedback on my Twitter poll was Go ahead. uh Clyde Orzelaire? What? And I'm like, dude, listen. Cam, Cam Akers hasn't been in the league for... T- I mean, he's been in the league for two years. Granted, he missed Same most of the time year. CH. CH. Cam Akers has done nothing whatsoever. And I know he missed with Achilles, but Achilles isn't an ACL injury. That's a major injury, and you can lose a lot of your like, explosiveness, uh, and you, can, you know, they could hurt you. We don't know the bound... Like, he's going to be the first running back to ever come back besides Deontay Foreman, but like that took him multiple years, like three right. years to come back. And he looked terrible in the playoffs, which, which is... I'm not going to blame a guy for looking terrible in the playoffs, but he's been back... For a couple of weeks. a few games, yeah, yeah. After six months ago, Terrence Achilles. So, to me, it's just that that that's a huge risk factor. He didn't right. look that great. Uh, it's a throw first football team a, as it is. 
I would rather take all these guys. And Clyde Edwards, Clyde Edwards Alaire to me has just as much upside if he's used. The chance of him being used in a Kansas City offense to me is equal to just as good of a chance that Cam Akers can come back and be successful off that uh, Achilles injury. So to me, I'm taking a guy who I had ranked higher coming out of the draft, and it's overall on a better team that didn't win the Super Bowl. Cam Akers right now in my in my rankings? Yeah. Running back 24. Guess who's right above him? Clyde Wurzler. Kareem Hunt. Oh, oh, see, I would be, and I see, I see, so I, think, I must be like the high guy on Cam Makers in this yep. podcast. Like, I think I have him at like seventeen or eighteen. Oh, so or something I'm, like I'm that. I am at twenty three. Clyde's a couple spots ahead. Do so you guys think he's going to be replaced? Who Cam? Yeah, next no, I year. think he's going to get every opportunity to succeed. I just don't think he's going to be that great. Yeah, and I think just on volume alone, I would have him higher than like Hunt and like some of those guys, just because he's going to get the workload. He's going to get the workload. I, I, I'm just. The, the way I look at it is them come up the Super Bowl, like I wouldn't be surprised if they draft a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like a guy like you love Damian Pierce. Like I think they'll bring a guy in that's going to compete with him. And I just, I'm worried that like if he can't produce, he was already like a prospect as it was, like an upside prospect uh, mm-hmm. who only had what, 33 carries in college. Where this is a lot on Cam Akers for it being no, Akers had more than that. <laughs> Sorry, you're, for the you're question. thinking of Antonio Gibson. <laughs> I'm Gibson. Antonio Gibson. Yep. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's just if, if he can't produce right away, it becomes a timeshare situation on a team that's going to throw the football a ton. True. You know, all signs are saying they want to bring Odell Beckham back, and Odell wants to go back. And he literally said, "I'll take less money to come back." So with Van Jefferson, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Odell, who knows if Robert Woods stays, and Tyler Higby. And that's a lot of mouths to feed in an offense. I, I think the most important part that you just uh, said there is the timeshare. They have come out and said they're they don't they're fine with three headed monster. They don't give yeah. a crap. You know they don't care about your fantasy team. They just want to be able to run the ball effective enough. I think to to offset their all their passing that they're going to be doing. So I I agree with you. It is a pass heavy you know type of offense that they're not looking to run. They're not looking to grind out wins. You know what I mean? That's. You're not looking for the running back in that situation. But there have been gonna, situations unless they're going to throw to him a ton. So there have been situations, you know, it was it was under Jared Goff, but where where Sean McVay really did run the ball a lot and was one of the more run heavy, you know, offensive coordinators and yeah, coach. So I, I'm just saying, let's not assume that he's not going to be willing to run it if he has a, a healthy running back. I'll make likes. an ass of you and me easily here, and I will assume because. <laughs> I, I'm just telling I you. I can't believe I'm defending Cam Akers when I have him at like if, 18. Here. And, if, and listen, I'm not even saying Cam Akers can't prove me wrong, but he's the most overdrafted, overranked running back. I don't, in I don't have a single shirt. Right I'm now. not saying I love the guy. You know, I just think the hate's gone a little bit. Who was who has a player? Who was a player? That I'm was getting come, you his jersey. There was a player that came out of college that was way okay. more talented than Cam Akers that has literally just as much upside, if not more, and his name is Miles Sanders. That has. Just as more upside than just as Cam Akers. Just yeah, whatever I'm trying to speak, whatever just language. More. Just the so, English language. So I'm selling again. We've talked <laughs> about it enough. But I, I mean, what's funny is besides Derrick Henry, it took multiple years. Like when we harp on these guys like this, we've been right way more than we're wrong on these guys. It usually pans out that way. True. Running backs already the most easily tradable asset on your dynasty team. It's the most fluid asset on your dynasty team. I mean, we just talked about this: how easy you can blow up a team by trading running backs. We have a new video coming out on YouTube. Uh, we're going to start doing it for the Nerd Herd members only here, some team audits. We're going to break down your team, see how we can either help you get a championship or help you blow it up to become a contender. We just did one and involved trading away Derrick Henry and Javante Williams. Check yep. it out on YouTube. I'm literally uh, publishing it right now. Yeah, it came, out, it came out pretty good as we broke down this team. I feel really good about it. We, we crushed Those it. trades go through, this guy's a contender. So absolutely. I wasn't there, so I wouldn't put too much weight into it, but... <laughs> We talked mostly running backs. We didn't worry about the receivers. I think it's a good product anyway. Check out our YouTube channel. (laughs) Like, subscribe, and comment below and say if we did a good job or not. So, back to these running backs here. Like Garrett said, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Christian McCaffrey. Consensus top three. Not the need to go here. So, at number four, we have Javante Williams as our consensus. Um, I I looked at this right before I updated my rankings. I had Cook ahead of Javante. I was like, no, if I was in a startup, I would take Javante Williams Mm -hmm. Over that, and that's why I kind of try to do my rankings as like I try to look at my rankings as that, like I try to take a little bit of the community because I know there's guys that I don't like at all, so I take some of that in mind. Like, hey, sure. I could be wrong here. You know, there's a chance. You know, Clyde Tell me there's a chance. There's a chance. Um, but like, who would I take in a draft first? That's easy way to rank. So I moved Javante up a little bit. I have Harris ahead of him. I have Swift ahead of him. Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor. That's it. The reason I would take Nasha Harris is. Simply the same reason I took him in a startup. Like, I just think I like his tape a little bit better coming out, and I think he's in a, a situation to get all the carries. We still don't know if Javante's going to get all the carries because Melvin Gordon could still sign back there 
And I don't wouldn't expect it to be a 50-50 split, but there's still a little bit worry there. Again, we're splitting hairs. I have Matt four. Yeah, so I think they're, the, they're one spot apart. I think the biggest you. question here is Matt, who's a huge Devontae fan, now has moved Harris above him, Barkley above him. So what what's your basis off of that? Like so, where, what gets you to Javante? Again, not that this is a huge deal, but what bumps Javante down just a little bit there for you? I don't think it actually I didn't really bump Javante down. Actually I moved him up when I when I did our final rankings here. Um it was I had I Najee Harris for me jumped him during mm-hmm. the season, so I originally had you know coming out I had Javante Williams ahead of Najee Harris because I think he's a more talented running back. Um, but like you had mentioned, you know obviously this past season he's splitting carries with Melvin Gordon, and Najee Harris was just getting an absurd amount of carries, and I don't really think there's going to be anything changing as far as him getting an absurd amount of carries this coming year. Obviously. We everyone that likes Javante Williams, and I am one of those people, hopes that he is the lone back next year. But you, you mentioned it. There's a little bit of uncertainty. Melvin Gordon's already said he wants to come back. I know that they have a ton of cap space in order to re-sign some players, especially a guy like Melvin Gordon. I think that would be a cheap option. I know. I think they would know what they're getting. And then you're in another timeshare. Um, so if I knew that Melvin Gordon wasn't coming back and Javante Williams was for sure getting all the carries – I would probably have him above Najee Harris because I believe in his talent a little bit more. Um, but right now, it's just a little bit of uncertainty for me. They're they're back and they're back to back basically, and and Najee Harris is just ahead of him. And, and I expect that to be the norm. I expect Harris to be above Javante in 80 percent of people's rankings. I I and it and I understand why people have that. For me, the concerns that I had last year are starting to prove themselves this year. I was worried what happens if Big Ben isn't back because such a big chunk of his production was just on raw receptions alone. And that was one of the biggest factors in him getting pushed up uh, fantasy points wise uh, was, was from that. With him being gone, you know, we're looking at, you know, we know Mike Tomlin loved Malik Willis at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, like he, that, he's mentioned he wants a dual threat quarterback. Yeah, which there's two things about Malik Willis. One, instead of checking down, he's going to take off and run. So that's going to take away a lot of those receptions. And two, one of the things that Big Ben wasn't able to do as well last year is get the ball down the field. Whereas I think Malik Willis is going to get the ball down the field if that's a quarterback. Sure. Could be he could be a be lot there. of he other won't be there people's. when they pick though, so I'm not worried about it. They could easily trade up though. I mean, we, we see teams that fall in love with a quarterback and make that. But even if True. if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, if it's you know, almost anybody is going to throw the ball down the field more than than Ben Roethlisberger did. So I expect it to be a heavier pass uh, offense. They want to get Chase Claypool involved. They didn't do that at all last year. So uh, all of those things. Are, are why I still have just a little bit of hesitancy. Floor, love the floor on Harris. Like, love the floor. I just don't think the ceiling's quite as high uh, if he's not getting all of those checkdowns. Yeah, and then the, the other thing with Harris is he was doing it last year behind a pretty bad offensive line, so yeah. you'd expect sure. them to address that as well in the offseason. If they I can. Think, I think that will offset a little bit of, of his lack of um, receptions because he'll, he should, in theory, be getting at least a little bit better of an offensive yeah, line. Yeah, and you're talking about a guy in PPR League that scored 300.7 points. I mean, he was running back three overall ahead of some you know big-time hitters. So to me, I, I just I, he did everything like Matt said. He proved it. And sometimes the reason why I think Alvin Kamara – is uh, or can make her such a big sell is a lot of people, not a lot, but I would say about 20% of dynasty players, 25% of dynasty players love to like, just put so much value in speculation. And I get it. It's a good way to like get that home. Get run the curve. But for a lot of times when you're gambling like that, it's a large, it's a big gamble that you're swinging on. Definitely. When you're taking guys this high, when you're sure. one thing I don't like to do early in my startup drafts and or situations like this, is take a big swing, right? Like sure. where I'm yep, taking that big that. gamble because when you do and you miss, you set your team back drastically. Like me and my, my and my boy toy over here, Baker Mayfield, in a super flat draft. Like I let my emotions get ahead of me, and I was taking them in the first round or second round. That miss in a super flex league sets my team back drastically. Mm-hmm. You take a guy like Cam Akers at two five. 212, 3-1 in a startup, and you miss, yeah. that sets your team back drastically. Definitely on a running back here. Mm-hmm. You know, a, te- a position that you are only hoping to get two to four years out of, of high production. Well, and, and I totally agree because, like I mentioned before, I was just recently in a startup. I had the pick at 2-6, and 
had I not been able to trade out, that was the guy I was strongly considering taking. And I knew other people were gunning for him. And I actually traded that spot to a guy that I knew was going to take Javante, even though I love him, even though I have him as my RB2. In a startup draft, I I got to move down six spots, but I picked up a fourth rounder. And so I was able to get, you know, two solid wide receivers there in the second round then. And and I felt much better about my team build overall. So even though I have him at two, that don't mistake that as I wouldn't take receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks ahead of him. So, you know, really where I would feel comfortable taking him is right around like the beginning of the third round. And I don't think he's ever going to be there in the startup. So that's why I'm glad I got a lot of shares of him in rookie drafts last year because I don't think I'm going to get any shares of him in startups this year. Yeah, the only running back I would consider taking in the first round of a startup is Jonathan Taylor yep. at 23. He's the only running back I would even consider in a startup. The rest, I'm trying to get my fingers on these young, super talented wide receivers. Definitely when I don't, I don't see one coming out in this class. I know we got Jackson Smith and Jigba coming out next year, but like right now we've been so spoiled with these guys. Like I want to get two of those guys and build around that and grab some running backs later. So Javante Harris at four. Najee Harris is the consensus here at number five. So two rookies coming in last year. One was both pretty productive in their in their points per carry, essentially. Javante looked great. Like I said, what got me was Javante that one game where Melvin Gore was out. We went for 175 yards, 179 yards with three nuts. touchdowns. Yep. And I was like, you know, he's shown us what he could do that in, in half a game with splitting carries with Melvin Gordon. And that's what he's doing full uh, full game. He could be running back one this year. So, and, and he's the type of player, too, that is a is a rhythm running back. Especially a lot of those those bigger backs. They get better as the game goes oh, on, yeah. as they wear out the defense and wear he, out the defense. So He grinds out yards, too, and then he just breaks off I chunk mean, plays. That's, you, that's you, his thing. Two big running backs do that. Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, both get better as the game lo- go along. If you look at Nick Chubb's carry uh, yards per carry... Look at his fourth care yard, fourth, fourth quarter, quarter yeah. yards per carry, which are always better. It's usually than the rest around of the like game. eight to ten yards yeah. per carry in the fourth quarter. He's dude, nuts. Run, defense running backs like that pound down a defense, and eventually this you're like, hey man, I'm just gonna take, I'm not gonna put my whole shoulder down. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna give him a little glancing blow here. Then... Uh, alligator arms. <laughs> so, um, is there anything you guys want to say about like uh, Najee Harris here? I know you mentioned we, we before, touched on him a little bit. We, already. we touched on him yeah. a little bit here. I, I'm, I'm with Matt. I think a bit. I'm a big believer in. I I don't think it matters what quarterback comes in. If you bring Malik Willis in, it's going to be more Najee Harris. If you bring Jimmy Grappolo in, it's going to be just as much Najee Harris. I I disagree. I think it's going to be just as many carries. I I think he's almost locked in as a top five. We are splitting carries a little bit here. You have him at five. I have him at six. Yeah. Or you at four or five, six. So it's it's not that I hate the guy. It's just I don't think the ceiling is as high. Goes back to my original statement. I think we're splitting hairs on all these guys. So I don't want to see any comments going. If there's a guy that's not in here, like Antonio Gibson, like you mentioned, He's right on the outside for me, like looking in. And if you took Antonio Gibson here at nine, if you took Antonio Gibson ahead of Alvin Kamara, like I wouldn't, but I would. I don't hate the pick. You know, like they're running backs. They're all good running backs. Yeah. They can all drop at any second here. All their shelf lives are pretty short. I mean, if anything, look at Christian McCaffrey. In our top three, the guy hasn't played in two years. <laughs> he still consensus top three yep. in a startup. That's what happens when you average 30 points per game. So after that, we have Barkley here at six. Now, obviously, this is skewed because Matt had Barkley at five, four. four. So four. Yep. So he averages out at six for us because of Matt. So, Matt. Yes. Please explain, which, again, I don't hate Barkley here. I have sure. no argument with it whatsoever. Um, but explain yourself. Explain myself. Um, all right, man. I mean, Saquon Barkley obviously came in as all-world type of guy. Rookie year, 2,000 yards between rushing and receiving. I think he had I think he had 1,300 rushing yards and like pre, 700. Pre-ACL, yeah. Yeah, pre-ACL. Obviously has not been the same player, right? I mean, the past couple of years just can't stay healthy. New offense, new – they're breathing new life into this whole New York Giants sure. team, and I'm buying in a little bit. I mean, he's only 25 years old. This guy is – a phenomenal talent. And that's what I'm basing this, this ranking off of. I mean, it's, there's only so many people in the world. I think that, that are as good as him when healthy, obviously he has not been healthy the past couple of seasons, but if he gets himself right in this offense, I I think he can be one of these guys that catches 60 balls pretty easily and, and is going to get you 1200, 1300 yards rushing on the ground. I mean, it's, it's, it's a matter of obviously, a leap of faith on my side that he's going to be able to stay healthy. But 
you know, if he if he does, they're going to be they're going to be needing to run the ball to kind of you know set up the offense here going downfield. We talked about Brian Daybell. Brian Daybell came you know obviously from New England originally, and has been in in the system there for a long time. And those and that system historically has always wanted to run the ball. And, and you know, Dayball obviously has been a little bit more pass happy these couple last couple of years, sure. with, with Josh Allen and and no running backs. But I think you know when push comes to shove, he's going to see that Saquon Barkley is his best player, better than his quarterback, and he's going to need to to lean on him in order to to get wins there in, you, in New York. If you're going to take a leap of faith, this is the guy you want to take your leap of faith on. And I and I'm with you. I the coaching staff change really does help because he was under Joe Judge. That that whole offense was horrific to, to say yeah. nonetheless. And you have to imagine if Brian Dable is going to get change things here with that offensive line with Daniel Jones, maybe he can fix Daniel Jones. Maybe he won't, but it's all going to start with Barkley. Like you got to imagine he's going to run that offense through him. He historically runs the ball a ton and you, and you're right with, with Buffalo, he had no choice to throw the football. You know, Josh Allen took that out of his hands. His running backs kind of took it out of his hands. He had a committee there. Devin Singletary was okay. Averaging four, about 4.7 yards per carry. But to me, Barkley, two years removed from the ACL, new coaching staff. And not only top of that, Barkley's in his fifth-year option. Mm-hmm. Like, he's – he's if Barkley wants to get paid big-time money, he's got to come out. And we always see these players come out in contract years and usually have a pretty solid year. So even taking them here, if Barkley can reproduce some of that magic and get close back to those stats, Barkley's value skyrockets. Like – Talk about like a guy that you could probably go out and buy for a reasonable price that has the highest upside of return right now. Like Javante, the thing with Javante Williams is whatever you pay, there's nothing he can do that's going to be that over that's going to make him that much more valuable. Right, he's getting to the Miles Sanders from a couple years ago type. You're paying that price. You're paying that price. Jonathan Taylor, you're paying that price. Christian McCaffrey, there's a slight discount there. DeAndre Swift, I mean, talking about a guy that you're paying the price for, like. We can make the same argument here as DeAndre Swift could be a huge sell. He's consensus top three mm-hmm. and still hasn't really produced that high-end top sure. three finish. So he falls in that category of a great sell in my eyes if the value is right. But Barkley is a guy that can kind of re-enter that category at 25 years old, get that long-term deal so people have some comfort level, level to him, and then you can sell him for the King's Ransom, which is I have multiple Barkley shares. If he comes out and has a 2,000-yard, Barkley's on the market, right? Like, sure. what can I go? Yeah, Definitely go. with the 23 class uh, mm-hmm. approaching us here, it's like, okay, yep. can I sell Barkley for Elijah Mitchell? Can I get multiple firsts for him? You know, can I can I put myself in a in a position to get that player and Bijan Robinson? Right? Can <laughs> I can I upgrade here and get yeah. that young fresh leg with no ACL tear and see where he ends up? So, what do you think of Barkley, Garrett? Yeah, I like Barkley as well. Uh, I didn't expect. It, him to be all the way up at four. I thought I figured we were all going to be somewhere in like the eight to ten range. And I've seen a lot of people that say he doesn't even deserve to be in the top ten because you drafted him for really high three straight seasons and you've gotten basically nothing out of him for that. That's tough to to, to come back from. It is a tough pill. And to then swallow. the same guy drafts K Makers ahead of him. <laughs> uh, so so I, I think I think that's the biggest thing for me is he's almost at the point where he has to prove it to me before I'm going to be really willing to truly buy in. And for the record, this is the last time <laughs> I'm buying into this guy. This well, is. I mean, this is the last, I mean, no, this is, this is, this is yep. a big make or break gear, not only for his own personal value, but for his dynasty value. I mean, you could easily fall down here into that. What is now Miles Sanders, right? Where people sure. are drafting him in the back end of the second mm-hmm. run, like as a running back too. Well, and, and on top of that, you know, a lot of times we just take a, a look at the numbers and the statistics and the tape and all these things. But there's a there's a psychological aspect to this, too, where we've seen a lot of really talented players that have struggled with injury after injury after injury or, you know, bad team after bad team after bad team. And just at some point, it just gets to them psychologically. And you have to wonder, like, what is that breaking point for Saquon Barkley to where is he going to be able to get his mind back into that winning mode, into that domination mode? Like there is a whole mental side of this as well. Don't yeah. you don't you think the whole I mean, just getting rid of Joe Judge is gonna kind Definitely of breathe helps. new life? Absolutely. I mean, if and you maybe were, not get him behind the line of scrimmage ninety percent of the time. If you remember, I mean, this this team was fighting amongst themselves preseason sure. last year. Absolutely. Like, right. Big time. I mean, th- it was bad. Th- 
it was a disaster. It was a train wreck from the get go. I hope year. for his sake too. They and invest he, in that line, and it sucks because the year before that was a COVID year, and he's injured. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just like he's had a lot of really bad luck. It's bad luck after bad luck. I feel like this Brian Dayball move is going to breathe some some fresh air and 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 life into this team. So hopefully, Saquon can stay healthy and and breathe in that fresh air and, and yeah. kind of propel himself back to where he. I believe he. I hope so from, too. I have him from on a two talent, teams. From I a would, talent standpoint, I bl- I think he belongs up at the top four. For could sure. be some good bang for your buck on prediction strike. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. I'm sure. I'm sure his uh, his value's pretty low there. So, yeah, why you why you bring them up? Our friends over at PredictionStrike.com. You have the opportunity to buy, sell, hold, trade shares of players just like you would the stock market. You can go on their app. Everything. I'm a guy that loves apps personally. Like, if it if there's not a good app for it, I'm probably not very interested in it personally. Uh, but you can go on the app. You can do everything on there. Uh, I heard that they're going to be looking to add baseball soon. They've already been doing basketball mm-hmm. We're in the midst of basketball season, just at the all-star game here in Cleveland. Uh, so lots of good things there, but they have a great website as well. Best of all, you can go on their site. If you type in the code dynasty, you will get uh Shoot. Free player share. Free share. Free share. I almost I almost said the old. I'll be talking about it. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. Now it's you like, wanted to say two shares. Or, I did. I yep. did. Yeah. You get a free player share with two your first shares on Tuesday of two twenty two twenty two of twenty two. No, of just twenty dollars uh, on predictionstrike.com. It's not twenty two dollars. I wanted to say twenty two. Do you get baseball players really cheap if they're locked out? Probably. Yeah. Oh, nice. Jose nice. Ramirez, my guy. So here at number seven consensus is we have Dalvin Cook. Um, You know, a guy that you're the one that's going to have to explain yourself here, Rich. You're the high man. I am the high man. So here's I know Dalvin Cook. It's one of those guys where his value's kind of taking a little bit of a dip. You know, he finished the year as running back 16, still averaging 15.9, but still when he's on the field, he is a fantastic running back here. And every time, like, I, I've seen nothing about him slowing down. I know, I think Alexander Madison kind of hurts his uh, his value a little bit because he's looked okay out there. Mm-hmm. He signed that long-term contract. He's got a legal thing over his head. But when I'm, when I'm sitting here and I'm looking at it, it's just when he is healthy and he's on the field, he's a top five fantasy football running back. So once we get this mode, I mean, he's right here in the same, like, when you're talking about tiers for me where I have it, so I have Javante Harris, I would go Taylor, CMC, Swift in a tier for me. I would put Najee Harris and Javante Williams in a tier for me. After that, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins, Antonio Gibson. Those guys are all pretty close. And if if anything, maybe I would flip like Eckler above Cook, you know, one draft, Cook here. But today, as it stands, I'm taking Dalvin Cook. Um He's on a team. We don't know what's going to happen. He's on a really good offense, plays inside a dome. Uh, they're Justin Jefferson. We don't know what's going to happen to Adam Thielen. So, to me, if you're looking at a guy that's now in this outside, obviously Eckler, Kamara, and Cook, those next three guys, maybe that's even the next tier by itself, offers a, the more safe, like, top three finish kind of guys. Like, they can give me a top three finish, which is a championship caliber players. Dalvin Cook is a guy who we love coming out of Florida State. Mm-hmm. has produced consistently every single year. And it's why I have Kamara right behind him. Where everybody else, I just bought Kamara for a first, you know. If you're looking at another guy who's taking a big dip, Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara both were here opposite side, on the wrong side of 25, right, coming mm-hmm. down here 26 years old. But Alvin Kamara, same thing. Alvin Kamara has been a running back one every single year he's been in the NFL. Every single year. That is when we go look back, we did a show not too long ago. Yep. We did running backs of the decade, right? That was LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn Before McCoy. that, it he was, was LaDainian Tomlinson, mm-hmm. right? Alvin Kamara is the next all-decade fantasy football running back after LaShawn McCoy. To be a running back one every year, what is it, about six years now that he's been in the league approximately? Kamara, five are you talking years. about? Or? Five years. To be a, a running back one for five straight years is unprecedented. Look it up. Look at all the running backs. Go back and look at every single year who the top 12 running backs were. And you're going to see different names left and right. And you might see a couple of these guys twice. Maybe a guy in the last 10 years, three times. Alvin Kamara has been a running back every single one of those years. So no matter what changes, 
I have to make sure. And even this year, this year, no Drew Brees, constant quarterback change, no receivers whatsoever. Alvin Kamara still finishes running back number eight overall. And I know we're talking about Dalvin Cook here, but both these guys. <laughs> that's, do why you know that? that's why I don't have any stats on him pulled no, up. I'm, no, just, no. I'm looking straight up right at Dalvin but Cook's stuff. But what I'm saying here is with these guys is. <laughs> they, they are together. The, yeah. the, the, they're both really, when they're, when they're playing, they're very consistent running backs and they're powerhouse guys. And one of the way I look at these guys are, these are two guys. Yes, they're getting a little bit up there. But to me, these are not guys that now you want to trade now, right? Like there, there is a perceived value in the dynasty community where their value is down. I don't view their value as that far down. Yeah, they're down here at about six, seven, eight, which is different from two, three, four. But these are the kind of guys in season when they're healthy, then you could trade for a King's Ransom as Derrick Henry goes down or X player goes down. If you want to get into a 23 class plus, in season, the Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, these next couple of guys that are on the opposite side of 25 will get you there. I totally agree. These guys are are not off-season sells because you're 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 kind of shooting yourself in the foot. You're you're selling at a low point because of the perception on uh, you know that's that's uh, attached to their age. You know, the time to sell these guys in the offseason was probably two or three years ago before they signed their their, their second deals and all that kind of stuff. But then you're missing out on running back ones anyway. So it's exactly. So so it's it's one of these things that these guys are going to be they're going to be champ, championship chasers from now on. You know, whoever's whoever's going for the championship, you, you're going to be buying guys like Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook because like they're going to they're going to be a little bit they're going to be a little bit cheaper, but you're still going to get high end value out of them. Um, so I I, I had um. Eight. So I mean, I didn't have him that much lower than Split you did, and, and I did. I did have Kamara above him, so I think we had those two flip flopped, and that was really the, the main difference in those two. But they're right on top of each other for me and you, just in opposite orders. And going back to the little Sean McCoy, look, you know, Alvin Kamara being like that all decade type of, of running back, he is like the other guy. Sean McCoy had a, a seven running back ones, seven, yeah. And then you know, I I, I don't even remember how many uh, Ladanian Tomlinson had. You go back far, right? Enough. But it's. What do those guys have in common? They're pass catching backs that stayed healthy, and that and that's the, I think the big thing here. The um, why I had Kamara above Cook is, is his ability to stay healthy on the field. Cooks always seem seems to miss a couple games here and there, and that was kind of during the playoffs. Yeah, the differentiator for me as far as why I put Kamara above Cook, but you really are you're splitting hairs when they're on the field. They're they're both huge assets, and they could be had. I literally just acquired Alvin Kamara. For what is likely pick one ten to one twelve in a super flex league for twenty three, so I got him for twenty three first. Mm-hmm. And to me, that value, no matter what, if my team, I gotta see where my team's gonna be come playoff, like the playoff push. If I'm in the put, if I'm in the hunt, I keep him. If not, to me, he's gonna be an easy sell. To not only since I gave a late first because it wasn't even my first, I will move up. I could get a higher first, probably plus on top of that. So even though I got him for a first, I'm probably getting a first back, maybe a 24 first on top of that, maybe a 23 sec, couple 23 seconds. So I I love both these guys, not maybe even as long term value dynasty players, but when we look at when I look at it as hashtag two to three year window, right? Which is we haven't talked about in a while. Hashtag two to three year window on running backs is that's all you expect to get out of these guys. Mm-hmm. I think we easily have at their age at 26 years old. We still have They're, two to three more years of these guys giving you production. So actually, both players are going to be twenty seven this year. Okay. So both guys are going into their so age twenty seven. Two to your window. Two year window. Take but, off the third year. And, and maybe no. get twenty nine. But I think you still have two years of these guys. And the time to sell would be if you're in season. If you're not one, if you're not a contender. Yeah, something happens in to your team. Yeah, you 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 couple a couple injuries here and there, and you can unload them for a so, good price. That's but that's, I have them ranked higher than other guys because I think if healthy, they will outproduce those guys. So right. I didn't have either one of those guys in my top ten. Uh, I kept both of them outside my top ten. The way I looked at this is, you know, you mentioned it earlier, kind of looking at it more as a startup value is, is kind of how we're looking. I would not draft. Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara, partly because of the age. Um, you know, I just mentioned both of them. This is going to be their age 27 season. One one turns it in like July, the other one in August. So uh, it'll be their age 27 season for both of them. But both of them also have other external question marks as well. So Dalvin Cook, we have the off the field. We don't know sure. what's going on with all that. So that adds another layer of complexity to it. And then you add in, it's a brand new offense again. You have no idea who the coach's guy is going to be. You have no idea how the offense is going to run. There's just, there's going to be, a, and there's even rumors about Kirk Cousins maybe 
being moved. And there's all of these things up in the air and not saying that any of them will happen, but all when there's that many things that could happen, that always makes it difficult. Alvin Kamara, similar situation. He just got in trouble for an off the field issue. I don't think there's going to be much that comes from it, but adds another layer. And then he's also going through a coaching change. We don't know what this offense is going to look like moving forward. That so, same then, offensive coordinator that they did. They did bring back the same right. offensive coordinator, but the biggest thing is the amount of cap that space that they don't have the negative right. cap space that they had 60, there's going to be some cuts. There's going to be some, well, yeah. I think the very, best thing you do would be move on out of that offense. It's going to be very interesting to see. So, so there's just, there's it, so it, many things there. And to go Got, back on that too, real quick is I mean, I would not take either of these guys in a startup. Like there's no way I would take Then why are they, then why are they that high in your top 10? Because that's where I think they belong amongst these running backs. I would take receivers here and I would just, I, Again, it's a but, tier. I mean, okay, I would, let's say I would, those... I would let him fall a little bit and take. I would take a guy like J.K. Dobbins. All right, but let's say you have to take a running back there. Would you take? You know, we're in the fourth round, fifth round, whatever. Would I would you take, take these guys. Dob- you would take these guys yeah. over Dobbins. If I had, if I had, I, they're ranked in order of how I would take them in a startup draft. If I okay. had to take them, just because I have them here doesn't mean I would take them there because I You're would saying take, you would take other positions. If you look at my rankings, I would have receivers all over sure. these guys, but these guys would go in that range. Of where like of this range, gotcha. Now they slipped, which again, if, like how you have them ranked and the community have them ranked. All of a sudden, I'm sitting there in the fourth round because I went wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, and maybe I look at that tight end at the fourth, and one of these guys are there. Then I'm going, oh, that's value. But I would expect both these guys to probably go right around the third round of a startup. Super flex, yeah. Probably which third I'm not round. taking those guys there, but again, it, I would take them in this order. At the values there. Gotcha. Yeah. So so that's why I have both of those guys outside. Okay. You know, the age is the is one of the biggest things. Yep. Um, but when you add those other things on top of it, that was just enough to keep them. And and I I believe I have them at like eleven and twelve. Yeah. So they're not crazy far outside of my top ten. But at running back specifically. Early on, and that's why I had Dobbins so high, is I really, really value the youth there. And if it's a player that I even think is going to at least get me low RB1 for the next four years, I would rather have that than RB1 for the next two years. So let me ask you this, because there's another running back that you do have in your top 10 coming Mm -hmm. up here a little bit lower that's basically the same age, 26, going to be 27 in in May. So he's he's even... Mixon and Eckler are both older guys that are coming up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's Austin Eckler. So I guess what what are the differentiators? The biggest there? difference is I don't have questions about what their team situation right. looks like. Same head coach, same offense, same quarterback, same. All of that is congruent. And so I know confidently that they're going to be in the same role doing roughly the same thing for the next two and seasons. I have them all in order, like same team. Eckler specifically makes me a little bit nervous. I did put him in my top 10. It makes me a little bit nervous with the, when the coach can, kind of came out at, at the end of the season or, or after the season, I can't remember, and said. Brennan Celia. Yeah, we, we kind of want to scale back Austin Eckler's sure. workload a little bit. So that does that make either one of you guys nervous or did you guys hear that? I, I, I did. And, yeah. and I can understand the nervousness about it, but for him, I never cared about his rushing, like the 400 yards that he's going to get me right. rushing. It's all it, the reception. It was all in the receptions anyway. So that's why I wasn't overly concerned about Agree, 100%. it. hundred percent. I'd almost rather you bring it back a little bit. So say a little bit healthier because he dominates. That's what, I mean, that's where he's best, right? Yak, yak, yak. I mean, last year he, he finished as running back. Two mm-hmm. and he had 900 yards rushing and 600 and almost 50 yards receiving. So, sure. it, so he had a higher, it was a big workload, workload last year. year. And, and, and I just want to make sure, you know, I mean, obviously I am, I am as my number 10. Sure. I did get him in my top 10, but I have him nine. So same spot basically. Right, yep. Basically. Uh, I was just, I was just curious cause you know, he was in your top 10 in those. Yeah. Other two and ones, and so. that was, you know, we only have so many young running backs that I right. feel confident. That's why I have, that's why I have yep. Cook and Kamara up there. Yeah. Like, so that, but that's why, that's why Dobbins made it up so high. And that's why, honestly, I was really torn on getting, um, on Antonio Gibson mm-hmm. in there. I just don't quite feel confident enough in him to be able to put him in there. Now, if I was able to put Brees Hall in this, he <laughs> would, he would probably instantly go to like my top eight. Okay. He go. I mean, you mentioned Antonio Gibson. He's the, I don't have Joe Mixon or Antonio Gibson, in my top 10. Mm-hmm. And those are the two guys. Like, I mean, Antonio Gibson just finished his running back 10 overall sure. in PPR league. So like, he was running back 10 overall. He's got the youth. He's a player that I loved um, coming out. I remember even when he was coming out, you know, you guys were talking about Darius Geis. And I was like, I guarantee by week 10, Antonio Gibson's going to be the guy. Now, 
Derek's there guys, was a little bit Derek's of an odd reason it. on that no, one. That, that had nothing to do with it. Just, that's how much I liked Antonio Gibson's sure, tape sure. when he came out. Like, because you know I'm the I'm the running back guy. But, you know, Matt's the wide receiver guy. Right. So I'm I was just really, a nothing I was, guy. I was really big You're on Antonio Gibson. I was really good at <laughs> and big on Antonio Gibson. So you mentioned a startup draft. Like that's the way I'm looking. at it. I was like, okay, now he would probably go. Gibson would probably go ahead of these guys. But you know, a couple months ago, I'm thinking, okay. I would pass on Cook and Kamara just because I, I could settle with J.K. Dobbins and Antonio Gibson. Sure. Now, that might change right now because of the narratives that you said are going on. But he's still in that – it's only 10 guys, so he's still in that tier for me. Like he, sure. Mixon and Gibson are the guys that I could easily take above Cook, Kamara, and Eckler and have mm-hmm. no problem with it whatsoever. And if you told me, oh, I got to have those guys ahead of them, I'm like, okay, I agree. Right. That's fine. That's you know they're running backs like they're right. they're easy for me to shuffle and shake here. So and I do agree and I think this is roughly what you've been saying, but I I want to emphasize it again. I think after really the top five six guys, there is a really big tier of like pick your flavor really of like seven to fourteen almost yeah. and that ranges. Do you, do you value youth a little bit more? Do you value top end right now a little bit more? Do you value security? Do you value ceiling? Do you value, like, it's all kind of in like, what's your flavor? But I think all of those guys are pretty close. And there's, and there's a couple of young guys. I mean, outside of Josh Jacobs that I like a ton this year, like mm-hmm. Michael Carter in New York. I, I'm real curious, like if they don't make a, a move there to bring in with competition, like he could dominate. He was getting the yards behind the yards of sure. scrimmage, behind the line in the passing game. Uh, Elijah Mitchell again in San Francisco. Yep. I expect him to be the running back there again in oh, yeah. 2022. So Elijah Mitchell, Michael Carter, again, in a startup, the reason I don't take these guys, because I am completely 100% okay, comfortable let, getting my young re, young uh, wide receivers, receivers yep. and then drafting Michael Carter. I want to get one of these guys, right? Like, right. I want to grab one running back, and then I'm going tight end. I'm going receivers. I'm getting all three of my young receivers, and then I'm grabbing Elijah Mitchell, sure. Michael Carter. These guys to kind of bump on there. And then DJ behind, Dallas. D, yeah, yes. DJ Dallas. <laughs> and then backing them up with a guy like Melvin Gordon, who I can fill in as my as my running back four to kind sure. of be my bye week filler. So now you mentioned J.K. Dobbins. You had J.K. Dobbins higher than all of us. You have a, yep. you had a number of I am Six. all the way up to five. Yep. Five, five overall. Yep. Which again, I don't hate because I love J.K. Dobbins. I've been on this show repeatedly for six yeah, months pumping now, him. pumping J.K. Dobbins and the potential that he brings. So you love him enough to put him as your number five overall running back. What really shocks me here is that you have J.K. Dobbins over Najee Harris. And that so, was that was close. And in retrospect, I might even switch him. Uh, they're they're that like razor thin for me. Part of what makes me feel so good about J.K. Dobbins is the yards per carry that he was averaging as a rookie was absurd. The explosive plays that he was having as a rookie were absurd. The yards after contact, like all, he was proving in every statistical category, every analytical category, that he was doing something really, really well. And even this year, there were stretches where freaking. Deontay or uh, Devontae Freeman was like interesting. Yes. Like there, there was, I mean, if so, he can make this interesting old man river over there. I JK said at one point when Devontae was doing, doing well, I was like, if Devontae Freeman is doing this, yeah. wait till JK Dobbins gets back. Yep. Running back one. He's not in my top 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I think, where do you have him? I, I have. Like I was looking. You literally had him at eleven. Eleven. Yeah. So okay. I, I have. I'm, him. I'm like thirteen. Yeah. I have him right. I almost. There. Yeah. I, I was gonna ask, and then I saw you guys had him like pretty close to the top ten. So that's why I. I it didn't surprise me that it, it would have surprised me if they were like 15, 16. I looked at him, but, and I, I. The one I moved back up was Chubb because like Chubb's the one I sure. have. Chubb, who's like who's next on the list here, is the one I had the most trouble with, right? Because mm-hmm. he consistently. Uh, shares time with Cream Hunt. Cream Hunt will be off the Cleveland Browns after this year. It's his last year on his deal there. There's no way he resigns because he's going to get a good contract. Out. He's got to get a good contract elsewhere, you would expect. You would. Um, and Chubb, to me, is just, he's Derrick Henry 2.0. Right? Mm-hmm. Like he, when he gets the ball, he dominates, he dominates, he dominates. Even him missing multiple games over the last two years with like injuries, he still finds a way to come in and finishes a high-end fantasy football running back. Even this year, he came in as running back 13, just missed being a running back one. Been missing what, five games? Three games. Three games? Three games officially, but there's a couple games where like he sat out at least half of the sure. game here. So he probably played 
probably missed closer to five, but still averaged 15.4 points per game, which is better than a lot of these other right. That's that's more points than Antonio Gibson per game, Cordero time. Patterson, and that was splitting time. Literally not even being on down in the field on third down. Yeah. So a guy that when I look at here from a talent perspective, he's the only, safe. He's the safe one. He's as safe as they come. Yes. He out of these running backs, he doesn't he's not gonna help you in the PPR game, but he is gonna help you win every single week with double digits. And honestly, he is just primed to explode. It's hard for me to envision a running back of his talent not to have at least one top three finish in his career. And it might not be in 2022, and it might be 2023, but it's too hard for me to envision him not finishing his career with one top three fantasy football finish. So consistently been like a running back one, definitely on numbers-wise. That's why I have him there, and that's why that's what put me above J.K. Dobbins. From that kind of standpoint, he is guaranteed to help me produce. More so than Barkley, <laughs> more so than Dalvin Cook, more so than Alvin Kamara, and honestly, probably even more so than Javante Williams. So for me, and honestly, more so than De- DeAndre Swift, who's our running back three consensus. Mm-hmm. That's how talented he is. He's just had that handcuffed of Kareem Hunt behind him. So, you know, I mentioned that startup before. Uh, you were right. Guys like, um, let's see, Derrick Henry went in the third round of this startup. Saquon Barkley went in the third round of the startup. Uh, Dalvin Cook was, let's see where he was. He was end of the fourth round. Evan, Alvin Kamara was the beginning of the fourth round. Nick Chubb, though, I ended up getting Nick Chubb at 5'8". In this draft. And so he is actually one of my favorite buys right now because he should be in a very similar tier with Kamara, with, you know, Cook. He should be in a similar tier with those guys and and Derrick Henry and all of those. But he's being drafted around or sometimes even two rounds later than those guys. So he actually is a great if, if you're a guy like us, for the most part, that likes to draft wide receivers early, likes to draft your quarterbacks early. Getting your first running back in round five is Nick Chubb. You're going to feel pretty good about that. And then we have Joe Mixon out here the end at number 12. He's our number 12 overall running back as we get our consensus top 12. Again, everything I love about Joe Mixon, he's involved in a passing game. He's involved in a running game. You look for the Bengals to emphasize 100% the offensive line this offseason. Absolutely. They're going to draft a whole bunch of offensive linemen, whatever the best uh, like the, the center, Ryan Jensen out of Tampa Bay, he's a free agent again. Look for them, him potentially go there to sure. Cincinnati. And they have the money. They have the cap space. Mm-hmm. They are going to bolster this offensive line tremendously, which not only will help Joe Burrow, who we're going to talk about quarterback snacks from a super flex perspective. Where do mm-hmm. we have Joe Burrow in overall rankings? But Joe Mixon should benefit greatly as well. So great value here at 12. All the guys on the outside, we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about your guy. Trust me, he's in that tier. I have no problem with you taking this guy. The running backs, hashtag two to three year window. It should be the most fluid position on your roster. And we got some more young ones coming in. We're going to talk about them here in a couple of weeks. So that's it. We're going to jump in our nerd herd, break down these super flex guys here. Uh, again, we have this on YouTube. We have that new video coming on YouTube. So make sure you check that out as we do these team audits. If you want to have your team audited, just look, follow Dynasty Nerds on Twitter. We put announcements on there for the nerd herd. Turn on those tweet notifications. Tweet sure. notifications. Check out the YouTube channel. We've got um, a lot of new stuff coming. Garrett just did an interview with Ray Garvin. Yep. Garrett has a long list of some really good interviews lined up. Garrett, give a couple of the names that you have lined up here come over the next month or so of interviews. Not all the guys. Just give him a little taste yeah. of a couple guys. Yeah. Kyle Yates is uh, coming up. I'm going to be interviewing him here soon. Fantasy Playbook, baby. Fantasy Playbook. He just launched his own new brand. I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm, I'm excited for him. Uh, Danny Kelly is going to be coming up here soon. Connor Rogers from Bleacher Report. Uh, after the combine, it looks like uh, hopefully still working out the details, details but Lance Zerline from NFL Network nice. does all those NFL grades. So Fantasy footballers, I, Mike Wright. Yep. I think Garrett and I are going to go through a four-round Rookie mock draft using our app. Sweet. Hey, hey. I'm excited. That's going to be wait. fun. So Lots of stuff. And all that's exclusive YouTube comment content. So yep. Ray Garvin was the first, a good friend of ours. Uh, check that out. So get to YouTube, like, subscribe, comment on all our videos. Again, it just helps the brand. You know, helps, Absolutely. Uh, helps grow the game of Dynasty is what we're trying to do. And don't forget about that promo code WINTER. Like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, this is your last week to use it. Last chance. Get all our great tools. It, and here's, the way, here's what, I, what I really like to push here is with the winter code, 15% off. If you just get to one month, right, it's going to cost you like four or five bucks for the one month of access to everything that we have to offer. Just give it a try. 
Just give it a try. And yep. if you don't like it, you're out five bucks. You get to watch a ton of rookie film. You get to put all your teams in the Dynasty GM and use the league analyzer and all the tools we have in that. It's, it's good. I promise you for that five bucks, you'll have a ton of fun. And if you say, hey, this isn't worth it for me, then you know you gave us a try. Five bucks. And, and you we, spent five bucks on worse things, I promise. And you know what? And I'll, I'll probably ask you to try again when we launch the 2.0 because we have a lot. And here's the thing. If you sign up now at this discounted rate, we are in the works to launch Dynasty GM 2.0. Our goal is to have it launched by August before the next of the season. And this will be twice as good as what you see now. So if you think now is great, it's only going to get better. Yep. I mean, we we had a big meeting on this weekend, our big annual nerds meeting. We were looking at pictures of what we're doing, and it's very exciting. And so from, from where already where it started to where it is now is, is already oh, yeah, a lot better. And yeah, if you know anybody that had the Dynasty GM the, from the, we first launched it now, yeah. just ask them how much it's evolved. And one thing I can make a promise to all you listening and all you watching in the Dynasty space, we will continue to grow as a Dynasty tools mm-hmm. and analytics and information that you can use to dominate your Dynasty leagues every opportunity we get. When you join the Nerd Herd, your membership goes back reinvested into the Dynasty community and into yourself because that's what we're looking to do. We have no, we literally have a laundry list of things we want to put in this GM and that takes time and development, unfortunately, because if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right and make sure that it really benefits your team. So this stuff does take time. But we promise you that whatever you get today will be better tomorrow. That's one thing we get in right now. Just give it a try. And if you like what you see now, I promise you're going to like what you see tomorrow. Promo code winter. Get in there. DynastyNerds.com. Join the nerd herd. Become become one of many. And let's uh, let's grow this game in Dynasty. And most importantly, let's dominate these leagues and rookie drafts. Mm. Adios. <laughs>